Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Okay. Welcome to the show. All right. Yeah, we're running just a, about 30 seconds late. No, it stopped. Why did it stop? Anyway, it says it's, we're still live, so that's a good sign. All right. Video, video closed out, but we'll see. Have to watch oh, good it deal, good Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Oh, there it goes. Welcome to the show, folks. Thank you for joining us 7 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> on all about wine some 7 p.m. Eastern daylight time and uh, if you all are staying at home like you're supposed to because the official order mm-hmm. most places doesn't lift until midnight tonight so it gives you an opportunity to listen to us before you start going out in the world tomorrow yeah. or Monday as some cases are so so hmm. welcome yeah. Hope everyone is continue to stay safe and following the proper protocol for six feet and all that. I this six foot thing though, you think oh six feet's not that far and you know it's it's you know two arm lengths out, but I, I always start thinking thirty six square feet, which is supposed. Right. Is what it is. I mean, 36 square feet around you. When you start looking at 36 square feet around you standing in the middle, that's a lot. That's a big square. Mm. And so, uh, you know, you give your distance like that. And people say, well, you got to stay six feet away. Well, if you hold yourself a square, 36 square feet around you, then probably breaking the protocol continuously whenever you go anywhere because you walk down the grocery aisle and I don't think a grocery aisle is 12 by ours 12 feet across and that's how far you should be from people 12 feet from both sides you know from mm-hmm. you so so you know it, I don't know I start thinking about that stuff because I am bored and I'm sitting at home and I have nothing else to do so <laughs> Let other people think about it now. <laughs> that's what we have to do. That's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's that's what has happened to it. Yeah. Next week we'll come on and be going because <laughs> it's just getting crazy. Although mm-hmm. next week we'll have a guest, so we we have that to look forward to. Very cool. Um, yeah. Let's see. And speaking of guests, let me go back and see and fill you in on our guest next week. Our guest next week will be Pope Valley uh, Winery. Diana Hawkins is the owner and general manager. And David Eckle, E-A-K-L-E, is the co-owner and viticulturist. They're a sister and brother team. So they will be on with us next week talking about Pope Valley Winery. I believe that is in Napa. Let me check here. Uh, established in 97, although it's not 1997, 1897. Wow. And it's one of the last wineries remaining from pre-prohibition. So should be fun next week. So tune in for that. Oh, we got Pope Valley 
wine you have to, that's amazing it says uh on yeah it says uh from Pope Valley California it says uh what I'm getting here when visiting Napa Valley you have roughly 400 options for wine tasting 400 yeah. options 400 oh my yeah Wow. It, it's it, I know it, it. You just go whoa, and that's <laughs> why. What they a lot of people do is they they rent a car or rent a bus or rent a driver to take mm-hmm. them around to different wineries. A few years ago, they didn't charge to go do wine tastings in Napa Valley. I I, I say a few. It's been more than a few now. A few years, thirty, forty years ago, they did not charge to go to wineries to taste. You go into a winery, you taste, you know, four or five of their wines, and you can jump in a car and drive down the street, which wasn't right down the street because there wasn't that many. Uh, you said how many was up there? 400? So there was yeah. maybe a, a quarter of that in all of Napa Valley uh, back then, if that many. And all of them weren't easily accessible either. I mean, you had to drive up into the hills on some of them and different things. And that, even now, there's a lot of them in the in the hills around there, and it's not just like right on the main drag. But still, you'd pull up there and you'd go to different ones back then, and you'd visit the wineries and you'd win in charge. Well, then people started to say, "Hey, we can rent ourselves a limo." 15, 20 of us pile into the limo, which would end up costing us for the day $30 a piece or whatever the cost was, drive up to Napa Valley, go to winery after winery, get ourselves snockered because they weren't charging anything, and drive, have the limo driver take us back. And so for a cost of $30 or whatever it was a piece for a limo full of your friends, you can get ripped and drink wines and all that. And you didn't buy a lot. And a lot of those people who did that were not buying wines. They were just using it as an opportunity to drink. And if you went to a bar in San Francisco or anywhere in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, you went to a bar, it would cost you more than $30 after a couple of hours. And this was an all day excursion with your friends for a cheap price. And the wineries were going crazy because they couldn't stop this. It was, they couldn't close it down to them. They couldn't say, okay, we don't want people in limos coming here. We don't want people in buses coming here. So they couldn't stop it. So they figured the best next thing would be to charge. And, then they would start creating flights. You can take a flight of white wine and a flight of red or a flight of sweet or a flight of dry. And the flights would cost 10 15 20 $30. And now you can go to wineries in Napa Valley. And to taste the wine, it's going to cost some of them are $50 for a tasting. They will allow so much off of anything you purchase or the full price sometimes or whatever, but they have jumped up into the cost so much. So when you say 400 wineries up there, there's so many wineries, but it's going to cost you so much to go to all of them or to even stay there and then say, okay, I'm going to hit the next 20 tomorrow, the next 50 tomorrow. The time you go around to all those, it has to be a, uh, a very expensive thing. In fact, we're going to have to start asking that whenever we talk to wineries and stuff. I haven't been doing that. I'm going to have to start asking them if there is a fee to taste their wines. Because yeah. uh, a lot of them, I, I know a lot of them in California do that. I don't know around the country if, if everybody's gotten to the point where I know Finger Lakes as really looked at that strong and they're starting to charge too because the same thing that happened in California Napa Valley uh, what was it How, I guess it's been now 30, 35 years uh, they started to charge if not more than that well, it has to be more than that it has to be 40 years now 40 years ago they started to charge and, and because of all the limos and buses and everything 
Mm-hmm. Finger Lakes is starting to charge more and more now a lot of the wineries because of the same thing. They're a little bit further north than New York City and stuff like that than San Francisco is from Napa, but still people are making a long day trip of it and just bounce around to the wineries and the wineries are starting to charge to try to cut down on that type of abuse of their free tasting. So, And you're seeing that in other areas where there's a lot of wineries clustered together. They're charging more just to mitigate their cost. I've been to wineries throughout the Midwest going from Ohio over to Kansas. I don't recall any of them charging, but well, the one I the one I went to on um, gosh, what was that Hilton Head Island? I think that island um, I forgot what it was called. It, it wasn't a really good experience. I think I told you about that a long time ago. But mm. I went oh, to Hilton yeah, Head I'm Island, right. and um, they they charged. And I think the one there was one in, in that I visited in Dallas charged also. Not the one I got the chocolate wine from, but the one that looked like a bar uh, mm. setting. Uh, but uh, they were charging, so you know, well, it's did not they, bad. But, you know, you, yeah, just hmm. did they give you uh, credit for that toward the uh, purchase? No, 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 yeah. no, they didn't. Yeah, um, well, Florida State Winery, uh, the winery up there, we charge, we charge three dollars and fifty cents mm-hmm. uh, for tasting, and yep. you know, you taste all the wines. As we we had what uh, seven, eight, nine wines. I don't know. Jeez, I. Yeah, I forgot. But you know, and it was a decent pour. It was by the time you were said and done. It was a glass of wine, a little over a glass of wine that you've tasted. Mm-hmm. We would sell a glass of wine for around uh, four dollars, so it it was it was reasonable. I mean, we weren't charging a whole lot, and some wineries will charge uh, seven dollars, and you get to yeah. keep the ga- glass. I know, I, I guess they're still doing it. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, the winery out in in Plant City, the the one that has blueberries and all that. Uh, yeah, Kill and Curly. Uh, oh, Kill yeah. and Curly would charge, I think it was like $9. Mm. You kept a glass. It was a good-sized glass. You kept a glass, and you got to taste like six or seven wines but then every time you come back if you bring your glass back there'd be no charge so you can do that which got people when they come back to bring their glass back and stuff right and so they would do it that way and some of them charge a token amount just to cover the cost of the of the wine itself i don't think anybody's really looking at making a profit, but, uh, and some of them, like I said, some of them will offer a, uh, well, a discount or have the whole price applied toward a bottle of wine if you purchase it or something like that. And they will do it, but it, it can get expensive when you start looking at some of these wineries that their wines are costing, especially in Napa, the wines are costing, Twenty-five, thirty dollars for the cheapest wine they have, and they go up from yeah. there, and they go through four or five wines a day, four or five bottles a day on each one of their brands. That can get very expensive for them, and so you well, really as a, can't. As a consumer, I don't mind. I don't mind the, the the payment part of it. I'm not expecting you know to have six to eight glasses of wine for free, so even small taste, but. You you had and it's, this was so unique is a presentation about it, um, and I remember from from Island um, God, I can't Island uh, I don't want to Island Grove Island Grove there you go yeah. it was it was basically here's your glass what do you want to try next you know and that was it and yeah. I thought oh, okay this is, you know I I could have done that but uh <laughs> you had you had the knowledge and 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 just the the experience and everything was was i mean for for three 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 dollar three fifty it was great you know it was, it was like God, it was what a it presentation. was a presentation yeah it was, it was a presentation yeah yeah and and you know you were there to answer questions and stuff and and you know my my you know sh- very short time at the one in in uh um Hilton Head Island. 
I didn't get that. I, I was like, you know, I just want to go. I just, I, I'm, I'm done. I might as well go to, to Walmart and buy my wine there from them. You know, it, what's the difference? But um, you didn't get anything. Well, you know, it's like that's hmm. why well, I used to tell people. You know, they and people would compliment me on it. Wow, I learned a lot from your tasting. And I, mm-hmm. I would always tell people I do that for a purpose. It makes people remember us. It makes people come back. Right. And, and they're local people. It makes them think about us whenever they have visitors into town and they would say let's go out to florida state's winery you know we can get ourselves some wine and tasting a nice atmosphere and learn something while we're doing it and right. i always tried to do that whenever i did a tasting try to do a little educational and in fact that's how we used to promote it they people walk in the door and if you like to try all the wines it's three dollars and fifty cents for an educational tasting and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that swayed people just the word educational. We got a lot of did a lot of tasting, but always enjoyed working with people and talking with people and sharing knowledge and all that. Hence the show like we're doing now well, also. It's that's just, that's why you were hired for the show, is because of Yeah. That's right. <laughs> very enjoyable. Like we need to we need to hire this guy. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yeah. Give, give, give him the big bucks because he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. eleven. Well, how many years ago? Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, and, uh, long time ago. Yeah. Well, actually, before <laughs> then, two thousand nine was with VTR uh, Blog Talk Radio, yeah. and it right. was before then we did our first podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, wow, it's been a while. It's nice. It has been. Oh, but. Nope. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I took the 400 wineries in Napa Valley and I ran with it another direction. But it's you know it's something that people, when you go to Napa, when you go to these places, expect to pay for tastings. They're not free. Uh, if you want free tastings, you're gonna have to go to areas. And like Mike always asks, whenever we have guests on different wineries, he always asks if you're on a wine trail. And a lot of times wine trails will set up different ways too you can go on a wine trail and it's a minimal charge just to cover cost of wine but they give you a little passport booklet or a little piece of paper and if you visit all the wineries on the wine trail then the last one that is stamped or initialed or whatever the last one you go to say here I've got this full and they will give you uh, a gift a a, uh, a souvenir or something like that that you can take with you and that's for the wine trails that you're going on they still charge but they also do part of that charging to buy these gifts and some of them are little tokens which you know yeah but Sometimes they're nice. They're, they're a bar towel with the name of the wine trail on it or different things like that. So it just depends on where you go on that type, too, where the money is put forward for things like that, like the wine trails are put forward to give you prizes. And speaking of getting stamped on your card, New Jersey does it, and I think Maryland, and I'm not sure – if Maryland still does it, but New Jersey does a thing where if you get your uh, a card at the beginning of the year, you get a wine visiting card at the beginning of the year, and throughout the year, as you visit wineries, you get them stamped or initialed or whatever they do. At the end of the year, you submit these, send it in to a, a certain place the capital and they do a drawing at the end of the year and whoever wins the drawing gets an all-expense-paid trip to a wine region in the world they've sent people to france they've sent people to germany they've sent people to to um, italy spain and it's a pretty good deal it motivates you to go to the wineries and visit the wineries and that way you're helping the wineries with a chance to do a trip, which the odds of that are probably like that of the, 
you know, Publishers Clearinghouse, you know, three point six trillion to one or something, but still it's an incentive and so that's another way that they do tastings and get people to come in and all that. And then again they charge a minimal amount and a lot of those so the money goes to help pay for the the trip at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. just all sorts of different different things out there that they do and that they try to do to, to promote wineries and try to get people to come into it and all that. But the the days of the free tasting in the wineries, I think, are pretty much gone. Same thing with breweries. I think breweries are, are at that point now, too, where they're not doing uh, free tastings because people will go around and and just sit and drink. They'll give you money back on a purchase or apply it toward a purchase, but you don't have that that freebie anymore because let's face it, people abuse the privilege. And so they have to yeah. do something to, to stop it. So, uh, free the grapes. Let me, uh, I, I got a thing here. You email? I got the yeah, email. Got an email. <laughs> Did you? Good. Yeah. Yep. If you all good. are not getting the emails from free, the grapes, sign up for them. Free, the grapes.org. You can just go there, free, F-R-E-E, the grapes, G-R-A-P-E-S dot org. And that's that's it. And put your email address in there. But free the grapes on a great site. We've talked to the uh, president of that a couple of times over the years. And what they're doing is trying to get it so that you can ship wine throughout the country from anywhere to anywhere and not have a whole bunch of government BS, if you will. That's it's they want it to be able to buy from anybody anywhere and just ship it and people enjoy all sorts of wines and you don't have to worry about the regulations. And there's a lot of silly regulations out there, let's face it. We've talked to wineries and found some others found some stuff over the years and we're going, Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me, but that's just the way it is. So Free the Grapes sent us sent out their latest email and they said Kentucky has became the forty sixth legal state for winery direct shipping. Forty six. He only has four more to go. Thank the president. Yeah. The president of the company said that he is trying to get himself out of a job because once he has passed legislation in all 50 states, he no longer has to work. And he's in that state, he's going to retire. So he's up to 46 now. Kentucky's new law to allow for the direct-to-consumer shipment of wine, beer, and spirits became law on April the 7th, beginning of this month. The effective date of the law will be mid-July. And so you've got to be patient if you're looking to buy something from Kentucky. Uh, the legislature and all the people who work for it and all that have worked over the years trying to get this done, and they finally did it. Uh, once the state has... Uh, promulgated its rules that winers can apply for license and go from there. So it has passed, but they still got wineries still got their legal steps to do and they still got their legal monies to pay and all that. But if it's worth it, they can ship to other states. And let's see, other legislature, Alaska, uh, to provide more precise winery direct to con- Consumer regulations are DTC, as a abbreviation here. Uh, supported bill that was passed in February, and now it needs to pass the House Committee on Finance to get into the House to be passed there. So it's it's an ongoing thing. This it's ridiculous the way the law system is set up. But uh, what do we say? Delaware waiting for a vote on Senate Bill 49. The Industries model bill, which was carried over from 2019, 
And this is one of the problems, too, with states. Once a bill is introduced, if the legislation quits for that year, if the legislature is no longer in session for that year and they don't meet until next year, all the bills that have not been passed or voted on die. they got to reintroduce it the next year. Boo. So that's something that uh, they got to watch. Illinois Senate Bill 3830 is the National Association of Wine Retailers Bill to allow the direct-to-consumer and it would replace the 12-case limit that the wineries have now in that state. Indiana also uh, has an industry-supported bill to remove the wholesaler exclusion. Uh, the current law prohibits DTC shipments from wineries who have an existing relationship with an Indiana wholesaler. So if you if you have a partnership with a wholesaler, you can't ship it to the consumer. you got to go through them. Maryland, another one, Senate Bill 1068, died in committee when it adjourned. There's one of those. And that's uh, one that they're looking at trying to get back up again. That is provides for picking, packing, and shipping services for wineries. Minnesota local grape councils introduced a bottle bill to include DTC shippers. Mississippi, Senate Bill 2534, a favorable permit bill. It passed out of the Senate, but was amended to include retailers, resulting in a defeat on the floor of 13 to 32. If they'd left it alone and didn't play with it, it probably would have passed. Now, I'm telling you all these from all these different states here for a purpose of if you are a resident of these states, get a hold of of your representatives and your Senate in your state. These are individual. This isn't national. These are individual states. The states are responsible for these laws. So if you live in any of these states, then get in touch with them. And you don't have to write a letter. You, you know, you can go online. There is, and I don't know the site right now. I used to have it real handy, but I don't have it right offhand. But you can go online. And like I just mentioned Minnesota, you say a list of Minnesota state representatives and senators for for the state, their email addresses and addresses, and you can get email addresses popped up on you and do it. Most of the time when you write them a letter, it's in, never see it anyway. They're aides and they're sub-aides and they're apprentices and the uh, interns, uh, all these people are the ones that sort through a lot of those letters and mails, and the senator never sees it anyway. What they do, and I just discovered this the other day because that was an opportunity to correspond with someone who used to work for a senator on a national level. And when mail comes in, there was a group that used to open the mail and glance through the text of the mail and that's one of the reasons why you don't want the letters to be very complicated because if they're complicated they're not going to read it all anyway they glance through the text of the mail find out what the just of the bill or the letter is and stand it or put it in the pile that corresponds with the others of the same thing so if you write and say you know I think everybody should be a millionaire in this country they will put that in the pile with all the other letters from the people that say they think everyone should be a millionaire in this country. And they don't do it individually or anything else. Once they get them sorted out, they will mention it to the next hire again, not the senator representative, but the next hire up. They'll sort it out from there. And the senator or representative might end up seeing a few letters but usually not. And then they will send you a form letter back to you stating, thank you for sending me a letter. I am well aware of that problem. I understand that this is something that should be addressed. And so the next legislature meeting, I will keep in mind that your wishes are that you want to be a millionaire in this country. And that will be the end of it right there. So emails, a little bit easier, a little bit faster. Don't get wordy. Don't trying to explain everything, they know what's going on, and the aides and everything will be the ones that will pass it on. And they will pass it on that we've had 
1,000 people sent us an email concerning Senate Bill 2534. And then they'll say, well, this is something. Because they're supposed to represent us. Let's face it. That's their job, to represent the people. So if you get enough of them, it helps. Uh, enough of my... Yeah, I just like I say, I just discovered how they did that. I I have always been a big one for writing my representatives and senators. I've done it my whole life, and I've gotten letters back from the representatives and senators my whole life and thanking me for the concern and all that stuff. And then when I had an opportunity to correspond with someone who was a representative or a member of the crew. Then they started telling me how it really worked, and I was quite disillusioned. And so, but keep it simple and do write them. It does make a difference. You, you'd start thinking maybe it doesn't, but it does make a difference. New Jersey, two bills that were supported in 2018 2019 by Free the Grapes, which replaced the 250,000 gallon capacity cap, still exist. It's really not clear if the legislatures will do anything during this virus year or not. So New Jersey, we're still waiting on that. Oklahoma Bill 3162. Hello? Hey, Ron. I don't hear you. I heard Oklahoma Bill 3162, and that was it. All of a sudden. I need to make a screen with technical difficulties. He'll be here. (laughs) Oh, Ron, I don't hear you. Microphone cut out. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Well, let me see if he uh, connects back. I'll put something here real quick uh, while he sees if there's any issue or got muted on that end. Um, Hermit Woods Winery, the tasting room is closed. They are located in Meredith, New Hampshire, in case you're in that area. Uh, they can't be uh, – they're not open for uh, you know the tasting room, um, and they are still working, though. They are very much open. They have curbside wine sales. So if you live in the area and you would like to uh, purchase some wine, you call their number, 603-253-7968. You can look it up on the web. And uh, place your order, and you can do a curbside pickup. They are offering 20% off all curbside wine sales or 30% off for club members. So that's a good deal. Uh, They are also doing uh, online purchases and free shipping and packing or packaging on all orders of six or more bottles. That's a good deal. I'm sure it takes quite a bit to ship six bottles, but uh, free packaging and shipping of six or more bottles from Hermit Woods Winery up in New Hampshire. And they do ship to Florida so uh, and various other states. But uh, it looks like Ron's back. Thank you for uh, coming back. I don't know what happened to the other audio, but uh, you're, you're here. So don't either. It, that's, it's starting to become uh, a a scary issue, it seems like there, with yeah. all of a sudden in the middle of the show, audio yeah. just cuts out. I, it's uh, mm. like I say, it's just a scary thing there. But um, yeah. I, I don't know what you did, but you sent me a noise, and that's when I understood and oh. went. And so, oh, and that worked. Whatever you did. Work. I didn't was. send anything. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. It went beep, beep, beep to me. Let me know that, you know, something huh. doesn't, you know. So maybe, and, you know, I, I can't call back in because I'm already hooked up as host. And uh, so I right. can't just, so I just went on the landline. So, like Black Radio might have beeped. Hmm. Yeah. I was waxing okay. poetic about contacting your senators and representatives in your state. So, Yep. So, again, uh, do that. Oklahoma House Bill 3162 is promoting uh, in-state wholesalers would require common carriers to report the quantity of wine delivered to each consignee, which their technology cannot manage. So the bill has passed the House and is being considered by the Senate 
which is ridiculous. Uh, the, why does the state need to know how many cases of wine or how many bottles of wine are being delivered to this address? I, and that's really what it boils down to. And the carriers don't have the technology to keep track of that form anyway. In Rhode Island, House Bill 7585, the wine industry's model direct shipping bill in the House uh, is in the House Committee for Finance. And finally, Utah, which has some strict rules, House Bill 157 passed the House and Senate, and it's with the governor for signature. Unfortunately, it is not workable in its current form, so the governor is probably going to not sign it. It would require consumers to sign up with the state for a subscription wine club with shipments sent through the state delivered to a local retail store for pickup by the consumer. Boo. Similar laws in other states have not allowed for winery direct to consumer shipping. So it's it makes people in Utah go, oh, right. But then when they find out the whole meat of the thing, it's just like, what? So, But that's what's going on out there in the Free the Grape world. Get a hold of them. And a lot of these, too, you can go to freethegrape.org, and they will have emails or things you can send directly to the state legislature in your state. They do that all the time. You can go directly to them. So, But their homepage is great. It's got a lot of stuff on there. It shows retailer to consumer state shipping laws. It has a little map for that, which is a good little map to keep track of because that way, whatever state you live in, you can see if it's okay to ship to you and all. Florida is green, which means it's allowed. California, purple, allowed with restrictions. Obviously, there's others but ones I'm just reading. And then... Red is the ones that are prohibited, and the map of the country is more red than it is green or purple, sad to say. But winery to consumer state shipping laws, a little bit different story. Allowed is mostly green. Allowed with restrictions, there's some purplish blues there, and then prohibited is the red and there's only one, two, three, four, five that are red. So, yay, the better it is, the better it gets. So that's, and you can click on this and find your state. And there's a drop down, take action, different things on that. Freethegrapes.org, highly, highly recommended. It is a great site, and we can all work together on that. And that really, is a good way to get these people in the capitals to start listening and start doing stuff. I noticed something that on April the 17th was National Mailback Day. And I don't know how I missed that, but we're only like, what, two weeks late on it uh, because April 17th is on a uh, Friday, so... And yeah, so that was almost two weeks ago. It would be two weeks tomorrow. So National Mailback Day. So if you happen to remember to celebrate it, good for you. If you didn't, then you can always retro yourself on National Mailback Day and open a bottle of Mailback to celebrate it for the purpose of, oops, I forgot, this is for Mailback. And let's see, I've got a few things to tell you here. Wow, it's already deep into the program. Uh, this is... Oh, oh, yeah. Movies. You're still being sequestered. You're still being... stay-at-home orders for a lot of them. 23 movies. Wine movies you don't want to miss. And if I can figure out a way to transfer this over to our webpage, I will. And actually... Uh, 23, this is, uh, Netflix has just released Uncorked, so it is available now, and you can see that on Netflix. Heart and Soul 
uh, of wine movies starts a year in Burgundy. Uh, spend a full year in Burgundy. It's a uh, wine region, follows the trail, trials and tribulations, working the soil and the land and all that. So that is one of them. Oh, and speaking of movies and all that, um, last week we were talking about the new movie that, or the new ed, uh, documentary of the New Zealand wineries. If any of you did check that out, they are charging for that right now through Amazon Prime and some of the others. It's not a free view. It was, I can't remember how much, four ninety nine, I think, or, or something like that. So if you are going to check it, it was a documentary. What was the name of that, Mike? you recall right offhand? Just last week we were talking about it. Yeah, I'm going to get it back up on my nose. I was just scrolling up when you said that. Vintage. Vintage, yeah, um, there you go. Thank you. Vintage uh, Villa Maria. Yeah, Vintage Villa Maria. That's, uh, and it's about uh, them harvesting and doing all sorts of stuff and the trials and tribulations of of harvest. And it's uh, previews and everything were good, but if you're going to check it out, it is being charged to view it now. They'll probably have it end up having it free before very long. A lot of times they do on those things, but Right now, it costs you to view that one from that week. So one movie, Burgundy, uh, is available to binge. You can watch that on Amazon Prime, Vudu, and Psalm TV. Uh, let's see, Psalm TV, that's something new. Let me click on Psalm TV. That sounds like that might be something that we all might want to do the best food and wine stories all in one place from the creators of the award-winning psalm documentary series comes a streaming service all about the worlds of wine food and hospitality it's 9.95 a month or 74.99 a year after a seven-day free trial or purchase videos individually it says and let's see what else it says here Available on multi-devices, iPhone, Apple TV, Android, Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. And available everywhere. Download any series or movies. And then they've got sommeliers, notes, verticals, blind tasting sessions, bottle shock, a year in champagne, a year in port, cellar stories, short pours, legends of the vine, year in Burgundy, Wine Tariffs, Supersize Me. That's where that guy used to always get bigger meals every time. Uh, a Matter of Taste, Tortilla Soup, and Sushi, uh, Sushi Del Eastside. So that's what's available now, it looks like, on the videos. But some TV, I'm sure they'll get more. More stuff available, and they're charging nine ninety five a month, so or seventy four ninety nine a year. Which you know, I don't know right now. It doesn't look like they have enough to make it worth it. But if you're into it in the series, go for it. I'm not trying to say don't do something with that, but you know, for seventy nine ninety seventy four ninety nine a year, you can find. A lot of this stuff on other things, and use that eighty dollars to buy yourself wine, because this is available on Amazon Prime and Vudu, and those are all cheaper anyway. So, okay, another year in Champagne that is available on some also. Uh, Barola Boys, uh, it's about France. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry about Italy. Uh, not France. It's not all about France. Amazon Prime again. Bottle Shock is available. That's a, on Amazon Prime. If you have not seen that one, that is a good movie. That came out in 2008. And it is about the judgment in Paris, the first one where the United States, so well, Napa, finally was noted for their great wines. So that is... That's a good story. That It really is. And I was up in Napa right around that time. You swept Napa a lot right around that time. And it was, the, the whole valley was giddy because they had beat the French. I mean, everybody just took pride in that. So, a good, good movie. Psalm 3, 
this uh, Psalm 3 is the events of the Judgment of Paris. Uh, it, I, I've seen it. It's a good movie. It can drag at times, so to be honest with you. Uncorked, most people have already seen that. Uh, Amazon Prime has it. And The Secret of Santa Vittoria, that's available on Amazon Prime. Italy's uh, Santa Vittoria, this is, uh, this is where they... I think I lost you at least on this end. Hang on just a second. Well, still not here. You there? Cut out of Blog Talk Radio on the phone. Hey, Ron. I don't have any audio on this end. Run. Okay, let me try something else here. Are you there? Hello? Well, I heard Blog Talk Radio. I do not hear you. Are you there? Let me see if I can hear this. Uh... Yeah, I hear the jazz music. I don't hear you. I'm going to try that again. He is calling back. In the meantime, let's play a little jazz. Technical difficulties. Wow, twice tonight. That is unusual. jazz uh, while Ron calls back into the show. I don't know why we were disconnected. It's probably uh, somebody outside with an extension cord pulled it apart and thought, wow, I wonder what that goes to. Pushed it back together again, and we'll see if he gets back on the show (laughs) as a result. (laughs) But he is off right now, and you are listening to All About Wine. Some cool jazz for you this evening. <laughs> Where is he at? <clears throat> he hasn't called back yet. Whoa! I know, I know. Whoa! Wow, that just played again. Why did it play twice? Uh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> back into the show. Yeah, run. Those of you just joining us, this is not a common occurrence. It does happen from time to time. If you missed the show last week, what did, what did we have last week? Oh, wine, red wine spill of 1,590 liters from a bottle that's 9.8 feet tall. It was a centerpiece. We talked about that last week. Did you miss it? I didn't. 1,360 liters of wine were pumped into storage barrels, food grade, of course, and after testing, they were fit for consumption. Unbelievable. Man, that's a lot of wine. Um, What else? We talked about the crisis in Chablis due to horrible weather, frost, drought, and the whole region was not doing too well. 
Uh, we also recommended that you uh, please, please, please support uh, small wineries. They are fighting to uh, survive during the uh, coronavirus, um, partially in, uh, due to uh, direct sales uh, to restaurants are down. So that was uh, something that um, is, is also affecting them. But uh, many, as I mentioned, like uh, Hermit Woods, they are opening, uh, open, but uh, you need to call, make sure, and uh, – See if you can get through on that. Let me do a refresh here. Still waiting for, oh, he's trying to call back into the show. No, not on. Um, (laughs) I should have like an audio that comes in. One moment, please. Your ears are very important to us. Please enjoy this temporarily. Oh, my gosh. That's what I could do. I could pipe in a previously recorded show. <gasps> just have to find it in my long list of shows here. I have to go back to a, you know, I have a hard drive that is so old. How old is it? It's on vinyl. That's how old it is. It was, it was still a. It's like an LP. I have an LP of old shows here. Uh, if I can find some old, old shows and uh, see if he can if he gets back in here. <laughs> oh, I got to write that down. That was pretty good. I have a hard drive that was so old. You can use that, by the way. Anybody listening, you can use that. I have a hard drive that was so old. How old was it? Sold. It's on vinyl. It, it's uh. <laughs> ah. He's come back. Did you I'm hear? I'm back. You my, are uh, back. My my computer. It, it said you know no internet connection. And oh wow! Since everything was hooked together, the phone, the computer, TV, everything. I mean you know you bundle, and it cut off my phone. It cut off the computer it cut off everything it said no internet connection and that was it oh wow and you know i i'm going on and i'm looking there and all of a sudden a little thing pops up and says no internet connection and i go hello am i there and you didn't answer me and i go oh my gosh and uh hmm. yep I um what did we do back in the old days? <laughs> what did we do back in the old days? You're doing a good job of picking this stuff up and running with it, though. I have to tell you. Well, I have come up with an idea now that I think is going to work. If, if this happens again, I'm just going to load an old show, and I just I found a directory with some old shows. I have Irene Keen, uh, King and uh, Marco de uh, Borghese from um, – wasn't oh. that the oldest winery in Long Island? I still have that one from 2011. Yeah, he's so, the one. No, he's the one that uh, was killed out in California in the car yep. accident. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a. Uh, I have a bunch of them. I have a whole whole directory of them somewhere. I just oh, need to locate them. Archive. Yeah, me. I don't. Yeah. You know, wow. I don't know what happened there. That just mm. that was weird. Uh, at first, I lose sound, and then I lose. Well, we're, we're we are trying to sell advertising space. So if you want to buy that space, let us know. <laughs> Contact, contact yeah, I know. Trying to advertise space, then we start cutting out like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Um, but I don't know how much you heard. I was talking about Australia, and Australian wines are in in hurt right now. They have up to third of the wineries are in pearl of closing down there they could lose which amounts to about 780 of its wineries uh because of restaurants and wine tourism shutdowns and it's starting to affect wineries because that's where they get their stuff and it says we've got 2600 wineries at the moment and 30 percent of that we could lose that's about 700 to 800 of them they're saying and they said the business is very worried there uh production has continued as normal, but it's not being sold uh, after clusters of coronavirus cases were detected in the Barossa Valley. Uh, they uh, 
are reeling from the impact of the brush fires this last year, which damaged the overall tourist industry. And uh, 61 regions were untouched by the fires. Less than 1% were burned, but the concept, and we've talked about the concept of people and that stuff there, though, the uh, private initiatives going out to help the wineries have helped a lot, but the goal is to feature more than 500 wineries Australian wineries in a thousand ways within 180 days, which is trying to get it out there in the industry and to the communities and everything. And the Australian government is offering stimulus packages to them, but the effects will be felt throughout the production chain, and the grape growers don't receive a package, it's going to affect them also. So one possibility is that small wineries could turn to selling direct uh, but uh, the field is already crowded by the, all the others selling in the stores and everything. So Australia is hurting. Australia is hurting for wineries. So we'll try to keep up on that and see what's going on. But with brush fires and extreme weather and the coronavirus and all that hitting all within one one year, one season, it could really be devastating to a lot of the wineries there. And let's see, i got one other here before it cuts me off again or disconnects me or whatever it's going to do. This is, let's see, where is, there it is. Naked Winery. We've seen this all over the place. Naked Winery is really booming on, on the shelves and stuff like that. But Naked Winery has... Uh, uh, NakedWines.com, largest online wine retail business in the United States, has launched a $5 million fund to support independent winemakers who have been hit by the coronavirus disruptions. One of the unfortunate fallouts of the current pandemic is that the small winemakers relying on traditional channels are going to suffer. And I've always said that over and over again. If we were still in business now we probably would not have been able to survive. Uh, it's just uh, it's devastating, really devastating out there. But uh, the fund will be used to buy wines that would have been sold to restaurants, station rooms, retail stores before the pandemic. And it's open to wine producers worldwide uh, in the U.S., U.K., Australian markets. Naked Wine's always been controversial not least because the company has made claims, quote, we squeeze less juice from the grapes so that you get all the fruit and less of the bitter dregs that make cheap wine taste cheap, which irritates people. Uh, that appeals to uh, the consumer, but it's appalling to many in the wine business. So they have gotten themselves somewhat of a bad reputation. Not surprising that everyone sees Neck and Wine's new venture as being completely altruistic. They are figure it's to promote themselves, which a lot of times these things do. The regards to the motives, many wineries will appreciate it because they're not selling to anything else. Uh, they currently list over 1,000 wines on its website with over 500,000 active customers in the U.S., U.K., and Australia. And the winemakers can find more information by going to neckandwines.com uh, slash COVID support. But a good thing for them. They're trying to help the wineries and put these small wineries on their business and so that people can get those and support them. So I am for something like that. If you can help out these small wineries, I'm a big fan of that. So... So, uh, I think that's it I got for tonight. It better be. I keep getting cut off and dropped and all sorts of stuff here. Yeah. But, it's a it's a work in progress. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. Mike did a good job of picking up tonight. Every time I call back well, in, they hook me back up to the show and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Mike talk about stuff and just you know, just ran with it. Good for him. Good for him. So go back on my notes. That's why I have pages and pages of Notes that you have talked about. That's it. Just so uh, if I get cut off, you can just jump right back into it. And you did good. Well, you did good. So, well, 
There was a delay there. I was a panicking. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, the right. first time. Where is he? Where is he? And then the second time. Yeah. Well, it happened again. Let's go. You know. There we go. Yep. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. We will be we will be back again uh, next week, and we do have a special guest. Yes. Uh, so tune in uh, May seventh at seven p.m. Eastern time uh, for Pope Valley, and we'll have them on the air uh, for the next well two weeks. We have uh, guests, so uh, definitely yeah. tune in uh, next week and the fourteenth as well for another guest. So uh, they are scheduled to appear so it's always always enjoyable as well yeah. uh, thank you all for tuning in and uh, to our live show on uh, gosh what are we on we're on twitch we're on facebook blog talk radio mixer and i believe that's it so we have four streams going so far so far and so far. uh yeah so thank you very much we will talk to you all uh, next week be safe and uh please 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 support your local wineries support your wine um um go buy wine and enjoy it Thank you. They are many of them are open and they need your help. Thank you. They do. They do. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook. Or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Yeah.